Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Third Down Podcast. We got a lot of awesome things we're doing this episode. This is episode two. We have two new segments we're going to do behind fantasy favorites. We have Dogs of the Week, and that's where we pick our underdog favorites for college and NFL in the upcoming week. We also have a new segment called For the Better or For the Worst. This is pretty much where I'm going to decide if I think the team is going to be better next week or worse next week. So that's essentially that. We got a lot of interesting things to talk about. Week four was pretty mediocre, but hey, let's jump right in. Sir, we are back, boys. We're back for episode two of the Third Down Podcast. Let's not waste any time. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. NFL Week 4. Overall, pretty mediocre week. Nothing too crazy happened, I would say. I think everything was pretty much predicted for the most part. Um, so let's go ahead and let's jump straight into it. Broncos versus Jets. Barf game of the week. Terrible game. It's probably good for them. Fans probably enjoyed it a little bit, but I had no interest in this game, and I don't think many people did, to be honest with you. Uh, Broncos end up winning that one 37-28. No Drew Locke. They're finding ways, I guess, to get around it, but I don't know. Going to struggle, obviously. Jerry Judy is looking pretty good. Looking pretty good for a good old rookie. So he's going to continue to grow, continue to develop as the season goes on. No doubt in that. Jets 0-4. Blech. Dissolve the team already. Nobody likes you. Sorry to all the Jets guys out there. I know I played with one last year. But, man, your team blows. All right. Next game we're going to get into is the Cardinals and the Panthers. Panthers, 2-0 without McCaffrey, eh? Pretty crazy. Didn't expect that. Bridgewater stepping up to the plate, I think. He knows uh, more responsibility is going to be put on him since Chris McCaffrey is not going to be able to play. Kyler Murray, I expected more, honestly, this week. So... But I still think they're loaded offensively, and I do like the Cardinals as a team. I think they'll probably be like sit around 500 by the end of the year. So we'll kind of see where that goes. But uh, Panthers take that one 31-21. Colts versus Bears. I was high on the Bears before this game. I'm not going to lie. Nick Foles got me kind of juiced in that Atlanta win. But uh, he couldn't pull it through. Colts win that one 19-11. Colts are looking pretty good. Phillip Rivers. Old man still got some juice in him. So we'll see what he does in this division. I still like the Titans as a division. No, that's not biased as a Titans fan. That's just straight-up facts. I don't think the Colts are as good as they have been years past, but we'll, we'll see what happens. The Titans aren't even playing at this point because of corona complications. 18, no, I think it's actually went up to 20. 20 guys, 10 staff, 10 players did test positive, so the Steelers and Titans game did not happen this week. Let's hope a lot more games like that don't happen. Like, a lot of things like that don't happen. We don't want to see games get pushed back or not played because that's just bad for the fans. It's killing me in fantasy, quite honestly. But, you know, nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants that. But uh, let's keep going ahead. <clears throat> Bengals versus the Jaguars. Bengals pulled this one out 33-25. Joe Burrow gets his first career win in Cincinnati. That is major for his confidence. His O-line held up a little better. Protect him a little longer. Gave him enough time. He made the throws. Jaguars almost came back there at the end, though. Gardner Minshew, mustache mania, 
man, I bet they're wishing they drafted a quarterback right about now because that guy stinks, man. He might as well shave the mustache and go be a bum on the streets for all I care. Yep, Bengals take that one 33-25, one, two, and one overall. Next game was very interesting is the Browns and the Cowboys. Uh, I expected this to be – I expected the Cowboys pull this one out. Uh, I think their offense has been pretty powerful, but uh, the Browns win this one 49-38. Baker, Baker did prove me wrong a little bit. I will say that. I'm not a big Baker guy, but he did play great. And we have to talk about Dak Prescott putting up straight numbers right now. I think he's on 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 uh, pace for throwing for 6,700-something yards in a year, which is absolutely unheard of. And the stat I got here says 450-plus pass yards in three straight games, which is an NFL record. Man, the defense is terrible for the Cowboys. I mean, they would have to score 60 freaking points every week to win a damn game. It's crazy, I'm telling you. It's insane. Their defense is just really lacking right now. I think they put up an NFL record for most rush yards in a game. Franchise record, maybe. Allowed. So, yeah. Cowboys defense is really hurting them. They they could be, I would say, probably about 2-2, two two, maybe 3-1 and one right now if the defense played a little better. I just don't see them winning that Seattle game. But right now, they're sitting at 1-3. Trash can, man. That whole division is trash can. All right. Next game, we got Saints and the Lions. Drew Brees, not as washed up as everyone thought he is, but uh, he's still got some juice in him. Like I said with Phillip Rivers, old man still got some kick in him. He's not being put down just yet. Uh, Stafford played pretty good in this one. Lions fall to one and three, though. Everyone thought the Lions would put up a little bit more of a fight. Not saying it wasn't a close game, but if you watch the game, you would know I don't think it was really that close of a contest. I just think not having Michael Thomas is really hurting the Saints right now. But, uh, yeah, Saints went out in 35-29. Next game is the Vikings and the Texans. <clears throat> Dalvin Cook had himself another day, just like he did last week against the Titans. And listen to this stat. This stat's pretty crazy. Six rushing touchdowns in the first four games. This is the second most of Minnesota history. So that's Dalvin Cook setting numbers up, man. Setting it up, setting records up, and knocking them down. Uh, I did expect the Vikings to win this game. I, I'm not sold on the Texans. They did file, fire Bill O'Brien, their head coach, and their general manager yesterday. We kind of knew that was coming. Bill O'Brien's been there a while now, and he has done nothing since he's been there. Maybe there was a reason D-Hop left. Maybe he knew that that guy was not the man that was going to lead him to some wins. So he got up out of there. Don't blame him at all. Not going to talk about Seattle game. Seattle looks good. Dolphins couldn't get it done. Second uh, 4-0 start for the Seahawks in team history, though. The last time they did that was 2013, so that's something to keep an eye on. Next game was a phenomenal game. Chargers and the Buccaneers. Herbert got up on them early, and I think the Buccaneers panicked a little bit at halftime. I think it was a good thing they panicked. Because they did come back and win it 38-31. to Tom Brady had five plus, uh, passing touchdowns in that game. It's the first time he's done that since week three, 2017. So, hey, the old guys are saying what's up this week. They're not playing around. The old guys want the dubs. So, yeah, Tom Brady looks good in that game. And uh, the, the Buccaneers go to a 3-1 and one, and the Chargers fall to 1-3. Now we're going to talk about the Ravens-Washington game. Come on now. Who cares about that game? Uh, Giants-Rams, that was closer than I thought it would be. Uh, Rams win that one 17-9, and they go to 3-1. Giants to 0-4. 
try to do a fart noise. Guess what I think about the Giants? Horrible. Daniel Jones, horrible. Get rid of him. No one cares. They miss Saquon. I don't even know if they would have won with Saquon, to, to be honest. But that's that. Next game is the Bills and the Raiders. Bills take this one 30-23. Buffalo, looking good. Josh Allen is slinging it out there, doing whatever he wants with the ball. So that's great. Buffalo is 4-0 for the first time since 2008. I think they might win the division. Sorry, Pats fans. Cam can't stay healthy. Can't get the Rona out of his system. I think the Bills might have a chance, honestly. So there's that. And next we have our Sunday night football game that occurred between the Eagles and the 49ers. The Eagles did it, man. They did it. They ended up winning a game finally, and they're at the top of their division after winning one game. So let you know how good their division is. <coughs> Dallas, uh, <coughs> New York. Um, but, yeah, the Eagles, 25-20. to 20. Kittle, beast game, 183 reception yards. That is the most by tight end versus Philadelphia since 1948, man. This guy is a stud. They missed him dearly last week, but he could not do enough to get the job done for the team. 49ers fall to 2-2. Eagles go to 1-2-1. The tie with the Bengals from last week. Let's move on to Monday night. I watched the Chiefs-Patriots game. I'm telling you, if Cam would have played this game, I think the Chiefs would have got beat. They did not play their best football last night. Belichick's got it figured out on the defensive side of the ball. Who the hell cares that they had 11 guys opt out? I don't think that's going to stop them at all. The defense still looks dominant. Stephon Gilmore, their secondary, the McCourty brothers, they look good, man. They look good. They're not giving up a whole lot. You know, if you take out that game versus Seattle, they look pretty, pretty tight. But, yeah, Chiefs had a lot of offensive mistakes, a lot of turnovers. They did have a pick six. <clears throat> Looked bad. So, Chiefs take this one 26-10. A little bit of a slow kind of go for the Chiefs. Didn't come out as fast as everyone expected them to after the last game. But I think they came back down to earth a little bit. Another game, you know, Packers, Falcons. 30-16 to Packers. Falcons are pitiful, man. Matt Ryan. I am from Georgia, so, you know, I probably should be a Falcons fan, but I've just never liked them. I always grew up a Titans fan, thank God, because I would be sitting at 0-4 right now and ready to jump off this roof of the apartment I'm in. But, yeah, Falcons 0-4. Not a whole lot going on there. Julio Jones is probably going to try to get out of there. I wouldn't be surprised when the next before the deadline closes or in the offseason this year if he tries to get up out of there. And, of course, the Titans and the Steelers did not play. Broke my heart. The Titans should have been 4-0. I liked that, them in that game versus the Steelers. But uh, that'll have to wait. All right, now let's get into our college games this week. Pretty all right week in college football as well, I'd say. Nothing too out of the ordinary. Uh, I have a few games I want to talk about. I'm not going to go over a lot of them because there's just so many college football games played this weekend. Thank God it's back, though. I'm not going to complain. First one I want to talk about is NC State over Pittsburgh. Everybody expected expected Pittsburgh to come in here and blow NC State out. NC State wasn't having it, though. Um, so they scored 13 points in the fourth quarter, end up winning that game 30-29 over the 24th-ranked Pitt. So there you have it. Pittsburgh, little overrated, I think. They came out hot, but I don't think they're as good as everyone thinks. Florida dominated South Carolina 38-24. No shocker there. <clears throat> Big upset this week. Texas, number nine Texas, goes down to TCU and loses 33-31. to uh, Texas, 
No clue why they're ranked as high as they are. Not really understanding why they haven't done anything to be ranked that high. So I did kind of see this coming at one point. The Big 12 is absolutely in shambles right now. They don't know who's good. They don't know who's bad. They're all just playing just to play. But uh, So, yeah, I think that <laughs> Big 12 is single-handedly already taking themselves out of the playoff with the Big 10 starting to play and Pac-12 starting to play soon. So, yeah, Big 12 is not looking too hot right now. <clears throat> Tennessee beats Missouri 35-12. to Easy game for them. Next game I want to talk about is Alabama and Texas A&M. Texas A&M got taken to the woodshed by Bama. No surprise there. After their poor performance in week one against Vanderbilt, I was not too surprised to see Alabama whoop up on A&M 52-24. Bama looks good. Mac Jones is the truth. Didn't expect it, but, dude, he is slinging it. Good for that guy. Boston College goes down uh, against number 12, North Carolina, 26-22. Kind of close game. Boston College kept a little closer. They are better than they have in years past. I will say that. They look pretty all right. Kansas State gets another win against Texas Tech. They're third, uh, they win that one 31-21. They're sitting at 2-1 and one now. Last week, one over Oklahoma, and this week beat Texas Tech. Kansas State is looking good this year. Maybe the best team in the Big 12 as of now. We'll see. Uh, we had a nail-biter that went to overtime, the Kentucky-Ole Miss game. Ole Miss ended up pulling that one out 42-41 for their first win in the Kiffin era. My thoughts on Kiffin are kind of two-sided. You know, he did coach at Tennessee one time, and then he left us in the, in the, up in the air after one year. So, wasn't a big fan of that. Did some good things at FAU. I think he is a good coach overall, though, and I think the players really like him. So I think he'll turn Ole Miss around a little bit. No, I don't know if they're going to be a powerhouse. I won't go saying all that, but they will get better. They definitely will get better. <clears throat> Florida State, man, <clears throat> first win of the year against Jacksonville State. And if you were watching this game at halftime, you probably thought Florida State was going to lose. They looked horrible by, by the time the first half came around. Norvell is having a tough go at Florida State, and I, I don't know if he's going to be able to do much there. Florida State's definitely in the deep end right now. Duke, 0-4. Cut close job might be on the hot seat. It, it might. Final, they lost Virginia Tech, was 38-31. to 0-4 for Duke. It's rare to start for them to start 0-4. Not good for any Power 5 team to start 0-4. That's when we usually start seeing some firings and new hirings. So keep an eye out on that one. Iowa State lost to Louisiana week one. Got upset. But now they're on a roll. They beat number 18, Oklahoma, 37-30. Oklahoma falls to 1-2. and two. Spencer Rattler. The kid's overrated, I think. He's got some big shoes to fill, and I think that has a part to do with it, you know, with Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. Uh, I don't know if he can fill their shoes, to be honest, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I think Oklahoma will have a mediocre year. I don't think they'll finish the year ranked. But that is that. And then the last game I want to talk about, excuse me, second to last game I want to talk about is Auburn versus Georgia. Georgia came out lightning fast. They scored 24 points in the first half while Auburn only put up three. So it was 24-3 at halftime. But second half, both teams only scored a combined six points, three each. Snooze fest second half. And Georgia takes that one 27-6. Last game I want to talk about is Arkansas versus number 16, Mississippi State. Arkansas looked good this game. They ended up winning at 21-14. Mississippi State 
They were high on that pedestal after beating LSU last week. LSU did bounce back, by the way. They beat Vanderbilt 41-7, to and they are ranked 20th in the nation. Mississippi State will probably fall out of the top 25. I think they might have had a fluke game against LSU. Leach might have had a fluke game. Um, Arkansas, Sam Pittman. That was a great win for his first win in the program to be the ranked team. Felipe Franks played his ass off that game. So, good for him, man. Good for him. Different college, new school. Looking good. <clears throat> and now we are going to do our favorite segment, Fantasy Favorites. All right, let's jump right into fantasy for the week. Let's start at quarterback. Uh, Dak Prescott was the high-scorest quarterback this week, putting up 37.28 points. Pretty good. Uh, Let's look at his stats here. 502 passing yards, four touchdowns, one interception. 41 of 58, not too bad. Dak Prescott takes the cake this week as our quarterback fantasy favorite. On to running back. Joe Mixon with a monster game. Highest scoring fantasy player this week out of all positions. He put up 42.1 points against Jacksonville. Unheard of, man. He was projected 16.1. Unheard of. 25 carries, 151 yards, two touchdowns rushing, six receive, uh, receptions, excuse me, 30 receiving yards, one receiving touchdowns out of six targets. Caught all six of them. What a day. Not far behind him there is Dalvin Cook, put up 28.6 points when he was projected, 20.4. 27 attempts, 130 yards, two touchdowns for Cook, along with two receptions for 16 yards. Pretty good week for those two guys. Let's go to wide receiver. Odell Beckham Jr., huge game against the Cowboys, huge game. The man was projected 13.9 points, ended up putting putting up 38.4 he had two rushes for 73 yards and a touchdown. So that's six points for a rushing touchdown. And then he also had five receptions for 81 yards, two touchdowns. He was targeted eight times, caught five of those. 38.4 points. The man had a game. And on the other side of the ball, Amari Cooper also had a game on that one. He's projected 14.1 points and ended up putting up 33.4 Cooper in that one, 12 catches, 134 yards, and one touchdown. So, a little Beckham does take the cake for our fantasy favorite wide receiver of the week. Now to tight end, not even close. George Kittle, one carry for eight yards, doesn't really matter. 15 catches for 183 yards, one touchdown, and 15 targets. Put up 40.1 points. George Kittle, man, unstoppable when his first game back. No surprise there. He takes our fantasy favorite for the tight end spot. Flex position next. Technically, you could put Joe Mixon there or George Kittle or Odell Beckham Jr., but a guy I want to highlight this week is Robert Tonyan. Absolute monster game for Green Bay's tight end. Monster game. He was only projected 6.1 points, but he ended up having six catches, 98 receiving yards, and listen to this. Three touchdowns. Half the passes he caught were touchdowns. 33.8 points. So that is the fantasy favorite flex position of the week. Best defense of the week is the Chiefs put up 18 points with the one touchdown they scored, like I said earlier. Three interceptions, one fumble recovery, two sacks, and only 10 points allowed. 18 points, good for the Chiefs. 
Good game. And finally, let's look at our best kicker fantasy-wise for the week, and that was Brandon McManus for the Broncos. Put up 18 points. One for one from Phil Goes, 49 yards or more. Excuse me, just 49 yards. Two for two, Phil Goes, 50-plus yards. So, overall, he's three for three and four for four on extra point attempts. So, 18 points there in the win against the Stinky Jets. All right. One of our new segments is coming up right now, and we have our dogs of the week. So let me recap. This is my favorite underdogs for the week, and I'm going to do top three for college and top three for NFL. So let's go ahead and look at it. And my number one underdog this week is going to be the Panthers against the Falcons. Yes, you heard me right. The Falcons are favored by two and a half points this week. I don't see that happening. I think the Falcons will fall to 0-5 at home against the Panthers. Panthers have been looking pretty good without McCaffrey. I think they only get better as time goes on, and the Falcons will get worse as time goes on. Save that for our next segment, though. The next dog of the week I have is the Dolphins against the 49ers. San Fran is favored by eight points in that one. I think that the injuries are a little bit too much for San Fran. I think that Fitz, Fitzmagic comes out and has a pretty good game, and they drop the 49ers to 2-3, and three, and the Dolphins go to 2-3 and three themselves as well. And for my last NFL dog of the week, I have the Browns against the Colts. The Browns are given 1.5 points this week, which means Indianapolis is favored by 1.5. I think the Browns come out hot. Bakers looked good last game. Odell looked good. Jarvis looked good. Everybody looked good. I think they come out and they give Phillip Rivers his second loss of the year, and they improve to four and one. Now, let's go to our college dogs of the week. I'm going to take Georgia Tech over Louisville. Don't go calling me crazy just yet, guys. Georgia Tech, they're building. They got a lot of talent. I know a couple guys on the team, by the way. Those are my boys. Shout out to the boys if you're listening. I think they're going to have a good game against Louisville. It's a Friday night game, prime time, 7 o'clock. I think all is going to be on them, and they're going to perform. Louisville hasn't looked that great this year. Have not looked great at all. Lost to Miami, 47-34 in week two, and lost to Pitt last week, 23-20. All right, next underdog of the week for me is going to be – Texas Tech at Iowa State. Iowa State is a wishy-washy team. They're 24th, ranked 24th right now, but I think Texas Tech comes out and has a good game and beats them and knocks them out of the top 25. And for our final dog of the week, big upset alert right now. Go ahead and start, you know, sound the alarm, whatever you want to do. I think Miami knocks off Clemson. I really think it happens at 7.30 Saturday night. Uh, yes, they're at Death Valley, but you know, not full capacity. I think Miami looks great this year. A lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. A lot, a lot, a lot of talent. A lot, a lot of talent. They haven't beat that great a team so far, but I do think they're good, and I do like them over Clemson. I think Clemson needs a little, you know, pop in the jaw. They're a little too confident right now. So I do like to see Miami beat number one Clemson Saturday night, so be on the lookout for that. And the last segment for today's podcast is for the better or for the worse. And we're going to do two NFL teams and two college teams. All right, so let's go ahead and look at it. My number one for the better NFL team this week is New England. I think they have a pretty easy game at Denver. Um, I think they get a little bit more experience under the belt with the backup quarterback. I like them big time versus Denver. Denver. 
my second for the better NFL team this week is Houston. I do think Houston turns it around. You know, they just fired their coach, just fired their GM. I think they're going to be fired up and ready to go, and uh, they're going to have no problem beating Jacksonville. If any team is going to be the team that they get the win against, it's going to be this Jacksonville team. So I like them in that game. And now let's go for our two for the worst NFL teams. The first one will be Atlanta. Said this earlier. I don't think Atlanta's going to win this game. I, I just don't. They just do not have enough on either side of the ball to get it done. Yes, Julio Jones. Yes, Calvin Ridley. But man, their quarterback stinks. Can't throw the ball to him at all. I like Carolina in this game. So I think Atlanta is for the worst. Second for the worst NFL team this week is going to be New York. Obviously, these guys stink. I've said it a million trillion times. I should probably throw the Jets in there with them. Both of them stink. They're both going to lose next week, and they are both for the worst. And now moving on to our for the better, for the worst, for college. For the better, I like number four Florida versus somehow still ranked Texas A&M after getting thumped last week. Uh, I think Florida's very good. I think Texas A&M is not very good. Texas A&M may be the most overrated team in the nation right now. That's just what I believe. So I think Florida will be for the better next week. Second for the better, I think, will probably be North Carolina over number 19, Virginia Tech. North Carolina is ranked number eight right now, and that game is at 12 o'clock on ABC. Mac Brown is at home. I think they get the job done against a – Somewhat overrated Virginia Tech team. Let's look at their wins and losses. They beat NC State and had a close game with Duke, who is 0-4. So, I do like UNC in this game. I do think they will be for the better this week. For the worst, let's go ahead and let's jump right into this one as well. So, our first for the worst team in college football next week will be Missouri at number 17 LSU, 9 o'clock on ESPN. Missouri, tough go this year. Uh, don't know if they're going to do that well. I don't. They obviously haven't done that well so far. Uh, they have played Bama and Tennessee, so. But I don't think they get the job done at 17 LSU. I think LSU is still pissed off from their Week One loss to Mississippi State, and I think LSU wins this one by about 20. So eyes on that one. And our second for the worst team in college football will be Virginia. I think North Carolina will go to Virginia and beat Virginia. Excuse me, NC State. Uh, they had a tough loss against Virginia Tech uh, two weeks ago. I think it was 45-24. to 24. But they did beat number 24 Pitt last week, 30-29. to 29. I think that energy carries over. And I think they get the dub against the Cavaliers. So, eyes on that one, 12 o'clock on ACC Network. And all right, folks, that is all we have for today. Thank you for tuning in to listen to another episode of the Third Down Podcast, and I'll see you next week.